previously on the journey podcast realistically sometimes you can't have somebody somebody else has i think if you really understand that and then you become less hard on yourself mm. you're doing more harm than good now right, because now right, right. you're questioning yourself you're putting yourself under unnecessary stress right body image is not only about what you look like mm. but also how you feel like right i think everything in your life your education your career social media which is everything we've talked about your timeline everything you're supposed to realign it to god's purpose and plan for your life and not compare it to someone else's journey because no pun intended no pun intended <laughs> because god has a plan and purpose for their lives the same way he has a plan and purpose for our lives yeah on today's episode of the journey podcast something that we can use to like curb our anxiety is just that god knows what's best for you mm-hmm. just trust god yeah although we can't see him mm-hmm. we have to remember that he sees us and he knows us in every circumstance in every like, circumstance there's something you can do yeah with god with god whether it's you're praising him, you're seeking him, mm-hmm. worshiping him, trusting him, or thanking him. Yeah. You are now tuned in to the journey. You walk with me, I walk with you. Together we face life. Hand in hand, side by side. With Jesus, the mastermind. It takes faith, it takes a step to finish a thousand miles. But together, What's up, everybody? Hope all is well, and welcome back to the Journey Podcast with your host, Karen Sion. We thank God so much for a brand new day, a brand new week, a brand new Friday. Today is November 18th, and this is the seventh episode of the Journey Podcast. We thank God so much for bringing us this far, and we know that there's more and greater things coming. If you've been tuning to the show, welcome back. And thank you so much for sticking with us through all these episodes and through all these seasons. We just want to say we love you and God bless you. But if this is your first time listening and or watching the show, let me tell you a little bit about it. So The Journey is a Christ-based, Bible-based podcast that focuses on anything and everything that has to do with our lives in this generation, such as education, marriage, singlehood, courtship, all of it. We talk about real life problems facing this generation and we look for real life solutions in God's word because we want to learn how to walk God's way because that's our slogan guys, walking God's way. New episodes drop weekly on Fridays at 3 p.m. You can find the episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and most recently, on YouTube. Make sure that you like, make sure that you subscribe, and make sure that you hit that notification bell so that you can be notified when new episodes drop. Today's show is a great one. Let's get into it. On today's episode, we are discussing dealing with anxiety. I'm sure everyone has felt the feeling of anxiety before, but there are people out there that deal with the mental health disorder, anxiety. We will talk a little bit about both having those feelings, if they're normal, what God's word says about anxiety and how as believers, as young people, as older people, we're talking about how we can deal with anxiety. So anxiety is a noun. 
it is characterized as a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. And I know most people feel anxious when they're about to perform, when they're about to take a test, when they're about to travel. These are normal, natural feelings to have. However, it can be, I'll use Tony's word, detrimental. (laughs) (laughs) It can be detrimental to our health and our well-being when we linger on those anxious thoughts. So I want to ask you, have you ever felt anxious or have you ever dealt with anxiety? Oh, yeah, I definitely have. I think that a lot of the time I feel like I'm anxious. About what? Mainly school right now. Mm -hmm. Um, just because I'm, as I'm sure if you haven't been listening, I'm a nursing major. So there's a lot of anxiety that comes being a nursing major just because, you know, you want to get to the point of being a nurse, but just the journey getting there, no pun intended, is super difficult. Mm. And I think I'm mostly like anxious just about like exams. Mm. Yeah. So you get test taken anxiety? I do well only for nursing because I feel like mm. I never had that anxiety before, but I do now only because like nursing is it's a lot of information in a small amount of time. Mm. It makes me anxious because if I don't pass these exams, it's not like I can be like oh you know it's okay it's get kinda, your degree yeah mm. like no you need to pass these exams and you need to like get yourself together. Also, not gonna become a nurse and like nursing has a very high standard. Like our passing grade is seven three point five one, so like. And I put the one in there because it's actually very important <laughs> because somebody got 73.5 and they got a strike because wow. of the 0.01 point that they didn't get. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. So imagine like things like that, you have to think about in the back of your head all the time. And it's like, um, I want to do my best, but I also am just nervous. Mm. What happens if I don't do well? Because mm. me personally, like, I think I mentioned it before. I probably haven't. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But I have an extra semester now because of the strike that I got. Mm. And I can only get two strikes. So that also adds to my anxiety because I want to be done in a certain amount of time. And I'm worried that if I get another... It's just like a lot of... It's a lot of, you know... Factors. It's a lot of pressure. Oh. Yeah. On myself. Because I just know that I have to, like, I really don't have a choice. Like, I need to get this done. So with what you're saying, do you think that anxiety is not external, but is internal? Yeah, I think it can be both. Mm. Because it's kind of like the pressure thing. Mm. I feel like everything ties to pressure. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that in the past couple of episodes. Um, (laughs) But I think internally you can make yourself anxious because if you're constantly telling yourself one thing, then you kind of build yourself up to be like, you're telling yourself now that's the truth in your head. Right. And then like external anxiety can come from the pressures of other people. Mm-hmm. You feel like you have to live up to a certain expectation of people and that can make you anxious as well because you're like, if you don't do something a certain way, it's like, are you good enough? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. am I doing this right? Or what can I do to be better? Right. And I think that can make you anxious as well. Like not living up to people's expectations, but mm-hmm. also not living up to your own expectations. Right. I'm sure everybody has expectations for themselves that they want to live up to. Mm-hmm. When you don't live up to those expectations, it's like, where do I go from here now? Right. But then that can be very anxiety-inducing as well. Mm. Yeah. That's, what, that's my, my little, little two cents. 
yeah yeah but what about you have you have you gone through or like experienced any bouts of anxiety or yeah growing up I used to experience a lot of anxiety attacks I think it happened between maybe ages 10 11 12 13 probably didn't stop till I was maybe 15 16 but I didn't know they were anxiety attacks until later on I was like oh I had the physical symptoms of anxiety, not just those nervous feelings, but I would be there and my heart would start beating really fast. I'd start sweating. I feel like there are butterflies in my stomach, not in like I love you kind of way, but <laughs> the I'm taking a roller coaster that feeling, the thing you get in the pit of your stomach, mm-hmm. I would have those feelings, like this lingering feeling of dread, like something bad is about to happen. And at the time, I didn't know that I would have to pray about it if I was feeling that way. I would just wait for it to pass. I remember they had me go to therapy, grade school therapy. The nurse was just sitting there listening. And I didn't, I never went again because I didn't feel like it helped anything. And then recently, I did start to have that. It was around earlier this year, I believe. When I came back from Ghana, I started having anxiety attacks. And it was scary because I felt like I had gone back 10 years. Like, that's exactly how I felt, that feeling of dread. Like, something bad is about to happen. Someone bad is going to come in. I don't know. It was just so random. But now I knew that this is just a feeling. It's just an attack. And I would pray to God to calm me down. But, yes, I've definitely felt like I've had anxiety attacks. And then I've also felt... I guess nervousness mm-hmm. when it comes to even what we do, the journey, the music ministry, school, I'll have those things where it's like, oh my God, I'm nervous. I'm about to take a test. I'm about to sing. I'm about to record. I get that nervousness. Mm-hmm. But then the feelings of worry and fear, I do have that. I think on the first or second episode, Kirkland talked a little bit about how he has a fear of not reaching his full potential. I can relate to that. So I think most of my worries and most of my fears are that I'm not going to accomplish the goals that I have set out for myself, or I'm not going to complete, especially school. Mm -hmm. I definitely have anxiety about that. Or even when it comes to marriage, I'm still young. We're still young, still praying for the Lord to give us the right person but I do worry about that because I don't want to marry wrong so I always pray about it but then I do worry and I'm like oh god who am I gonna marry is the person gonna be good you hear these stories of um men of god who are with women of god and they're beating them to death so it's like how do I know that this person is truly the person that they say that they are They can say that they're one thing, and then two years later, you find out that they're a whole different person. So thoughts like that, I don't know where they come from. (laughs) Thoughts like that sometimes enter my head, and my heart fill me with worry and fear and anxiety. So I think it's an ongoing battle, but we'll talk about the dealing with it and the solutions in a bit. But yeah, that's me. (laughs) I definitely relate to everything you said. I just, I think 
as we get to different stages of life and there's new things to be anxious about mm-hmm. and it's like you conquer one thing and it's like okay like mm-hmm. i've gotten over this thing and then you get yeah. to the next stage and you're like oh my gosh there's more another it's like but wait there's more <laughs> say new levels new devils uh-huh. yoni's and new angels too yeah that gives I us hope kind of that way yeah the hope is probably the antidote for anxiety yeah could be hope you said hope. So hope, maybe. I think so. Yeah, they're opposite, maybe. Because when you're hopeful about something, like you wish for a positive outcome. Yeah. And then when you're anxious about something, it's like you're thinking about a dreadful outcome. Mm. Or you don't know what the outcome is gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So I think hope is like you're wishing for the best, the best possible thing that yeah. can happen in the situation. Yeah. I wonder why, as human beings, we have that. Is it because we we don't know the future. It's like we live every day, like second to second basis. I don't know what's gonna happen in the next second. I could lose my life in the next second, God forbid. But God forbid. God forbid. Mm. No, but like we don't know the future. Is maybe that is that a reason why we get anxiety or we worry about things? Just you saying that's interesting because recently, and by recently, like in the past couple of days, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe like a week, my model. I don't know where it came from, but just like. Trust God. Hmm. Oh, I saw you post. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. That's true. For the past week or so, like, I really just been like, just God, mm-hmm. trust God, trust God. Like, I've really just fully put my entire trust in God. Like, God, you you feel me? Like, you and me, <laughs> we're here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in the past week, I've had a great week. Mm. Like, I had a really good, I mean, it was, it was obviously there's some downs still, but I had one of the best weeks. And I think it's really because I just trusted God. Something that we can use to like curb our anxiety is just that God knows what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Just trust God. Yeah. yeah. I love how you said that because one of our key scriptures for today is Luke chapter 12, verse 22 downwards. And you literally just hit the nail on the head. Sure. <laughs> because our pastor has actually been teaching us about how to have a merry heart in a Martha world. And if you don't know the story of Mary and Martha, when Jesus was passing by their town, Bethany, Jesus ended up going to Mary and Martha's house, who also had a brother, Lazarus. And when he was teaching, Mary was at the feet of Jesus, listening to the word, and Martha was busy cooking, setting things up, which is not bad because she was serving. But when she got overwhelmed, she went to Jesus like, Jesus, my sister's being lazy. Why is she sitting here when she's supposed to be helping me in the kitchen? Which is normal. Most sisters, most mothers do that, especially in our community, our culture. It's like, If everybody's in the kitchen cooking and you're a female, you can't be sitting watching TV with the men. You got to be cooking too. It totally makes sense. She had a point. But Jesus told her that what Mary's doing is the right thing. And she has found the right thing and no one can take it away from her. Mary's doing the right thing. Martha was doing the wrong thing. But what she was doing wasn't wrong. But our pastor is leading us to learn about our motives, our priorities, our focus, and our attitude when it comes to our services to God and to men. And one of the things that came up with the series that he had been teaching was priorities. 
And I'm saying all of that because of the scripture. It was through the message that I got to know the scripture. And Jesus is telling us to prioritize him. When we prioritize him, prioritize seeking the kingdom of God, everything else that we worry about will be at our disposal. So I'm just going to read the scripture really quickly. It's Luke chapter 12, verse 22 downwards. And it says, Jesus taught his disciples saying, listen to me, never let anxiety enter your hearts. Never worry about any of your needs, such as food or clothing, for your life is infinitely more than just the food you eat or the clothing you wear. Take the carefree birds as your example. Do you ever see them worry? They neither grow their own food nor put it in a storehouse for later. Yet God takes care of every one of them. Feeding each of them out of the abundance of his love and goodness. Isn't your life more precious to God than a bird? Be carefree in the care of God. Verse 25 says, does worry add anything to your life? Can it add one more year or even one day? So if worrying adds nothing but actually subtracts from your life, why would you worry about God's care of you? Verse 27, think about the lilies. They grow and become beautiful, not because they work hard or strive to clothe themselves. Yet not even Solomon wearing his kingly garments of splendor could be compared to a field of lilies. If God can clothe the fields and meadows with grass and flowers, can he not clothe you as well? Oh, struggling one with so many doubts. I love this translation. <laughs> Verse 29. And I think this week I've been studying just that part where I've been meditating on just this part because lately I've been feeling pretty overwhelmed, pretty anxious when it comes to life. And verse 29 says, I repeat, don't let worry enter your life. Live above the anxious cares about your personal needs. People everywhere seem to worry about making a living, but your heavenly father knows your every need and will take care of you. As you passionately seek his kingdom above all else, he will supply your needs. Verse 32, which is the last verse I'll read. It says, so don't ever be afraid, dearest friends. Your loving father joyously gives you his kingdom with all its promises. Amen. And this scripture, Jesus is speaking and it feels like he's speaking directly to me, especially with what you said. God knows our future. God knows what we need. Sometimes we don't even know what we need. We know what we want, but we don't know what we, we need. So I've, as you're saying, I only brought the scripture out because of what you just said, that trusting God is the answer to dealing with anxiety. But then I asked the question, how does one put their full trust in God? Now that that's your new mantra, yeah. how do you trust God? I just do. Like, what does it mean to trust? Like, I, I want you to explain it in a way that a second grader could watch it and understand what you mean. See, why are you doing me like that? <laughs> <laughs> For me personally, it was like a question of, has God filled me yet? Mm. No, I'm mm. still here. Right, right. I may not be where I wanted to be, but has he filled me yet? Mm. No. That's true. It's like, why am I worried about such trivial things? Mm. Like, God will do it. God will do it. That's my dad. We ain't got go together real bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. I think the person who 
I've seen trust God and God hasn't failed that, even though God hasn't failed me yet either. But my father, mm-hmm. my father is that type of person. He's like, let's pray about it. God will do it. I don't care about it anymore. And God will literally do it. And like, I always ask myself, how does he, how did he get that much, you know, faith? But it's the word. Yeah. It's the more of you studying the word, the more you immerse yourself in the word. And this this particular scripture over the last week, I've just been repeating it over and over and over to myself that if God was so detailed to make a lily or any kind of flower so beautiful that when it's dark, it closes the petals and then when it's light, it opens them up. So detailed in in that, how much more someone he calls his daughter. That's recently. The reason why I was asking the trust question was because maybe there's someone out there who is struggling with that. How do I trust God? I want to trust God, but how do I trust God? And we're working on Don't worry. Hopefully by the end of the show, we'll give you a good definition. Yeah, because right now it's not coming. But don't worry. Just stay tuned, okay? We're working on it. <laughs> It's like God's working on us. Amen. <laughs> but I know I know for me, it's just the multitude of reading this scripture. It just makes me go like, okay, if he's that detailed to even make a flower that pretty, or even like how the trees, they shed their leaves during fall, then they're bare during winter, and then spring, they're budding again. If God is that detailed, again, how much more me, who he sent his only begotten son to leave the kingdom of heaven with all his splendor, his riches, his majesty. Angels are bowing to him, worshiping him. And he comes here to be a human being and then eventually dies, taking on the world's sin on him, dies such a painful and humane, disgraceful death. If someone can willingly leave their position of power and honor, to come be a lowly servant and die and say that because my father wants to love you and your sin is not allowing him to see you, so I'm going to take on your sin so the Lord can love you. If he can do that for me and by me with his blood and I'm his daughter now, God is going to clothe me with splendor and, and prettier petals than the, than the lilies. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so it's like this scripture, honestly, is now my go to like for anything. And then that last part where it says, as you passionately seek his kingdom above all else, he's going to supply your needs. So it makes me ask myself, what are my needs? I need to breathe. I need to live. Water, food, shelter. And God, again, has never filled yet my father. This is a story I've heard my siblings tell. I, I didn't experience that because I'm an American baby. They were Ghana babies. Shout out to you all. My brother often tells this story. He was saying that there was a time that they were going to school. They didn't have any food in the house. And I think my mom had traveled. I'll get the right story next episode or another time. I'll tell you the exact story. I'll have one of my, one of my siblings give you the details. But the gist of it all was that they had no food and my sisters and my brother were asking our dad, oh, we're hungry. We're going to go to school. We need food. My dad is like, God will provide. Don't worry. God's going to provide. Get ready for school. Don't worry. You're going to eat before school. But there's nothing at home and no money to buy anything. And 
according to my siblings who share this story, randomly someone knocks on the door, they go to check and they're like, oh, we're looking for Pastor Sion. They get my dad and then the young girl is like, oh, my mom said that I should bring you this basket of food. Watch it, gari, spaghetti, shit all, like a whole ensemble of food and just brought it to the house, just like that, just like that. When I hear stories like that, it's like, wow, you did it for Abraham back in the day in Genesis when he was about to sacrifice Isaac and the son kept asking, where's the lamb? He said, God will provide and God provided the lamb later on. He did that in the 1980s with my father and provided them food when they had no money, no food whatsoever. They just trusted. My dad just trusted. Like, I may not know how, I may not know when, but God is going to do it. God is going to provide. And God did it. So why is it that in the 2020s, I can't have that same faith? I can't have that same trust in God that he's going to clothe me the way he clothes the lilies, or he's going to watch over me, or he's going to take care of me. I have a testimony, actually. Let me just share it. I have a testimony. So I was saving this thing for like the Thanksgiving episode, but I'll just talk a little bit about it. This year has been an interesting year for me. I've said it a couple of times as we've been recording the show. When it comes to illness, finances, school, I was admitted to the hospital multiple times this year. I was experiencing crazy pain. I was sick all the time. Like It was just a lot. I was dealing with a lot. And because of that, I wasn't able to go to work. And I was broker than broke. Like, broker than broke. I wasn't getting paid, which I'll take full responsibility because if I had been saving, (laughs) me not working would not have affected me the way it did, which we're working on. Don't worry. We're working on. No, for real. Like, enough is enough. When these situations started happening, it was like back to back to back to back. It was like I was in the ER, then I'll be out a couple of days, then... I'll go back to work, then I end up in the ER again. Then I'll be out of work a couple of days again. Then I went back to the ER. Then I was admitted to the hospital for surgery. Then after the surgery, I was home for three weeks. So mind you, that means from the ending of May to like almost August, no paycheck. And then after the surgery, I was admitted to the hospital again. We don't even know what happened. Like the pain, the blood work, it was, I'll I'll talk more about it eventually, but I was in the hospital again, and then I was out for another week. Then shortly after that, maybe a week or two after that, I had to get my wisdom teeth pulled. Wisdom teeth get pulled, my face is like this, and I can't open my mouth, meaning I can't go to work because I can't talk. I'm out for another three weeks. So it's like, I'm not getting any money. Like literally my paycheck will come and it's zero. And the thing was that they will give you a payslip there too. If you're not going to pay me, don't send me a payslip. <laughs> <laughs> I started going back to work, but then it's been a while since I've had like a full 80 hours on a paycheck, which is fine. Like it's okay. But then I felt like I was getting on my feet again. I started working full time again. I was like, okay, it's getting okay. 
then literally at the last pay period, which was not so long ago, it's a Thursday, going to work, finish my 40 hours, and then that means the next paycheck I got in would be a good one, 80 hours. Thursday, I'm on my way to work, and I got into an accident. And guys, God is real. One, God is real. Like, this is not, it's, all of it's a testimony, but what I'm about to get to is what, what I'm talking about when it comes to the trusting God and how he takes care of us, sometimes without us even asking. Mm-hmm. I got into an accident. And when you see the car and the fact that I'm sitting here, it's literally only God. Like, it's only God that I was able to get out of the, that car alive. They just declared the car totaled. Mm-hmm. And for an insurance company to declare a car totaled, it's totaled. I have no scratches. I'm sore here and there, but that's to be expected because you hit a piece of metal with another piece of metal. But shortly thereafter, I remember that Sunday, I could even stand up to sing because the pain was bad, like the soreness. It hurt my back and my chest. So like I couldn't sit for long. I couldn't stand for long. I was just very uncomfortable. So I remember that Sunday, I was just sitting in church, we're singing, but I was just sitting down. And right after church, one of our lovely sisters, God bless you, you know who you are, came up to me and was like, listen, the Lord has impressed upon me to bless you. What's your Zell? And I'm like, I don't use Zell. Okay, what's your cash app? And I was like, this is, and they sent me a fair amount of money, which if I'll be honest, I didn't pray a prayer out loud for money. I just said in my heart, I was like, God, why now? Like, I'm trying to get back up on my feet so I can start to save, so I can pay my tithes, so I can do what I need to do so that I can get out of this financial funk that I'm in. And it's like, this has happened. Now I'm out of work for some days because one, I'm in pain. Two, I don't have a car. It was just a lot happening. I was worried. I was upset. And I only said it in my heart. I I promise you, I didn't even open my mouth to say it as a prayer. But the God who sees all, the God who knows all, the God who takes care of flowers in his amazing detail remembered me and took care of me. Because that money carried me through for another week and a half until I got my paycheck, you know, which was able to help with some of the little bills that I had to pay. But it's only God that can do that. It's mm-hmm. only God that can do that. And I've heard testimonies of people saying, I prayed for money and someone sent me money because God works through people. So it's having that faith that I'm not going to worry about this thing anymore. If it happens, I think your attitude that it is what it is. <laughs> if it happens, it happens. Glory be to God. If it doesn't happen, Glory be to God. I think that's trust. You trust in God that you're my dad. The same way that I trust that my father is going to be home when I I go home. I'm talking to a second grader now. (laughs) The way I trust that my mom is going to make me dinner when I come home from school. That's that same way we put our trust in God. Although we can't see him, Mm -hmm. we have to remember that he sees us Mm -hmm. and he knows us. That's good. Yeah. That's good. (laughs) That's good. No, no, that's good. Yeah, it's not easy. And I think Barbara said it, you said it, we said it, we've talked about it many times on the show thus far. 
it's not easy to put your trust in someone you don't see. But we experience God in a variety of ways. Mm -hmm. We see him through people. We experience him. We feel him. We hear him. He speaks to us through books, through his word, through music we listen to. So it's just having that full trust that God sees my future. He knows where I'm going to be. Again, he's not going to show me the process, but I just have to trust him that he's going to get me to that that end. So that's it. And that's all. That's it. Okay, bye. Great show, guys. <laughs> How does someone out there who doesn't really know the scripture, I'm saying for me, what helps me now is the scripture. But maybe you're out there and you maybe don't know how to read the scriptures yet. Or, you know, like how do we start? How do we start to trust God so that we can get rid of the anxiety? It's a big question. It's loaded. It's loaded. I think for me personally, I would just say look back mm-hmm. on your experiences. Recount like what God has done for you. Mm-hmm. So I think once you start to realize what God has done for you so far... Then you can start to be like, oh, yeah, he did this for me when I mm-hmm. asked him for that. Oh, he did that for me when I asked him for this. Mm-hmm. Okay, like he truly listens to me when mm-hmm. I'm talking to him. Right, right, right. And then you can start to share your experience with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm struggling with this. I don't know what to do. And then maybe if you have a friend who is that direct you to a scripture, because mm. it only takes one person. It does. It only takes one turning of the page to show you a scripture, and then you can be like, this is what God said in his word. Because everything in God's word is, a pro- is his mm-hmm. promise. Mm-hmm. What God said is true. Right. It is written. Mm-hmm. Everything in the Bible is written. Like, God's word is tried and true. Mm-hmm. Everything in the Bible has already happened. Yeah. And so there's nothing that's impossible. Yeah. So I feel like if you just read his word, honestly, like, mm-hmm. even if you don't know where to start, like, even if you Google, like, scriptures about trusting God or oh, something. Oh, yeah. It will give you. They have that's the list, true. though. It's true. Bible Gateway, Bible.com. Yeah, they got yeah. they got a lot of stuff on there. Like even just Google it, like Bible scriptures for feeling overwhelmed, like anything. Just mm-hmm. Google it. Even if you read like one or two scriptures, if you go in the Bible, you can expand on it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like just having something like you were saying, like your the scripture that you're reading now to ground you whenever mm-hmm. you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Even if you start there, if you haven't read the Bible before in your life, like you never picked up a Bible in your life and you just like Google it. Google has the answer to everything. <laughs> no, seriously. Even something as small as that, like it can get you started. Mm-hmm. And then like you can just expand from there. You can ask friends who have been in the faith for a long period of time. Right. And then you build your own relationship with God. So I really, yeah. I truly think that trusting God is just having a relationship with God. Yeah, big time. It's like having a relationship with your parents mm-hmm. or like with a friend, like your siblings. If you have a relationship with your parents, you know them, you know that they're gonna do what they said they were gonna do, they're gonna provide for you, because that, those are your parents and you know them for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so you can trust them. Mm-hmm. Like it's easy to trust God when you have a relationship with God. Yeah. Because you already know who he is and yes. you know what he said he was going to do. Right. Learning how to build that relationship by reading God's word can really help you to overcome these feelings that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Yeah. I think, especially with what you were saying, I just remember that scripture that says God's word doesn't return to him void. Mm-hmm. So once he said it, especially if it's a promise, once he's promised it, he's exalted his word above himself as well. So he definitely adheres to his promises. He will not say this and then retract his statement like some humans do because mm-hmm. God is not a man. 
pastor always says like God's love language mm -hmm. is his word. So it's like you pray the scriptures back to him. You said in no. your word, my Lord, that if I passionately continue to seek you, you're going to supply my needs. Yeah. I'm seeking you. You said it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I read it. So answer it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. With God, like I would tell him all the time. I was like, God, you said this. So come mm -hmm. on now. Mm -hmm. It's true. I don't want to tell you to hurry up. But I'm saying like, you just know, like because he said it, it's going to happen. Yeah. But I think we become very impatient. And yes. I think like the, no, yes. being impatient is what makes us anxious. Yes. Because yes. we're like yes. worrying yes. about it because it's not happening in our time. Our time. Yep. And yep, we're yep. like, yeah, God said it, but he didn't say money was going to do it. Mm -hmm. He didn't give you a timestamp. Mm -hmm. He just said he will do it. Yeah. So if it's tomorrow, if it's a second from now, if it's in five years, mm -hmm. he's still going to do he's it. He's still going to. So the, I guess the trusting is the waiting on him. The waiting game. The waiting game to fulfill whatever promise he's promised you. Mm -hmm. No matter how long it takes. Right. That's trust. I trust that you're going to get me there and I'm not going to worry about it anymore. I'm going to stay focused on the end goal or the end result. Right. And then also trust the, trust the process. I'll trust the process. Wow. So are we saying that the antidote to anxiety as believers mm -hmm. is one to have a relationship with God? And we can only do that by talking to him in prayer and by hearing from him through his word. Mm -hmm. Two, studying his word to know the promises that he has for us. And then I think positive affirmations, Yeah, they work. Mm -hmm. Positive affirmations work. And what other positive thing to affirm than the word of God? Hello. You know, so... If I could stand in a mirror and be like, you're beautiful, you're smart, you're great, you're going to succeed, you're going to do well, failure is not your name, success is your name, like stuff like that. If I can say things like that, then I can take a scripture and say, God clothed the lily, God is going to take care of me, God is going to supply my needs, God is going to make me rich, amen. <laughs> and, you know, stuff like that. So I think just reading his word, repeating it to yourself. Because the more you repeat stuff to yourself or the more you say things, the more you believe them. That's why even pathological liars, they believe the own lies that they tell because they've said it so many times. Yeah. So what I'm feeding myself, I will eventually believe or become. So I think I have to, all of us, we must feed ourselves with the word of God, with knowing the promises, knowing the things he said, the standards he set, the commandments he's given, following them. And then also when it comes to the issues of life, mm -hmm. just guarding our hearts from external pressure, like we talked about peer pressure, pressure of social media, and then also filling our hearts with the word of God so that once we're just affirming, 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 we start to believe it, we start to believe it, we end up trusting God and eventually everything will work out the way he intends it to work out. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that about the affirmation things because like really the Bible is a book of affirmations. Mm -hmm. You can say affirmations to yourself and you feel good about it, mm -hmm. but just imagine how good you'll feel when you like have affirmations from your father. Mm-hmm. For example, like you do a good job and you tell yourself, oh my God, I'm so proud of myself. I did this. But imagine mm -hmm. how much more you'll feel when you hear your father say, I'm mm -hmm. so proud of you. Yeah. 
it hits different. It does. <laughs> it's different. It does. Just imagine like you're reading the Bible and you're like putting all these things in you and it's like, wow, my dad said. Mm, my dad my said. My dad said. Once my dad said something, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like you can't say nothing else. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a done deal. Like mm-hmm. it's done. My father said, so mm-hmm. what are you going to tell me now? Right, right. Like my father said that he will clothe me. Mm-hmm. And so what are you going to do? Unclothe me? You can't do that. <laughs> Nah, it's not possible. It's yeah. a can't. It's, it's a impossible. Can't. And it cannot happen. Absolutely. I'm going to take that with me. Yeah. The Bible is a book of affirmations. Yeah, it is. Wow. It really is. I kid you not. I've been overwhelmed mm-hmm. for the last couple of months. I'll be very honest. I've seen it. Yeah. It's, it's been a lot. It's been, it's been a lot that has happened. And I was sharing a little bit with a friend and he was saying that I would have never been able to tell that you were going through something because you're always smiling yeah <laughs> just wait <laughs> but literally i'll be driving i'll start crying i'll be in bed and i'll start crying because it's like i was so exhausted I was like i'm oh god i'm tired this scripture just pulled me out of that place mm-hmm. where it's like now i have peace that God is going to take care of me. But then again, that doesn't mean don't go to work and he's going to send you money. I'm glad you mentioned this. <laughs> I was going to say it earlier, but then I said, you know, let me, let me just relax more. And now I will say it. Yeah. Know, I'm looking at y'all and I'm looking at myself too. Just because I said I trust God doesn't mean I'm going to sit my butt in the house and not do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like you still have to work, you yes, know, you still yeah. have to work for things. Just because God said he was going to do it, that don't mean you have to be lazy about it. Yeah, because like, faith without works is dead. Hello. So if you have that, yes. So if you trust God, God, I know you're going to give me a thousand dollars by the end of next month. I believe it. You said that you're going to supply all my needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus. So you're going to give me money. And you're sitting at home, just sitting there. Where? How? Who? What you mean? <laughs> you know, like I'm playing, but I'm being for real. Oh, yeah. Like, you can, yeah, I put my full trust in God. Mm-hmm. But that don't mean that I'm just lazy not doing anything sitting around not putting pastor always said he says it like this like put legs to the prayer you don't say god bless me with a job i want a five hundred thousand dollars salary a year job and you don't apply so every ounce of belief you also need to add an ounce of work Mm -hmm. so even two ounces two ounces (laughs) so yeah that i think we'll, we'll leave you guys here today with that it's normal to have feelings of worry it's normal to worry we're human beings is completely natural parents worry about their children children worry about their grades schools worry about this everybody has what they worry about Mm -hmm. but the only difference between i guess us and unbelievers is that we have someone we put our faith and our trust in who sees all, knows all, knows our needs, knows our wants, and tells us that if we commit our ways to him, if we delight in him, he's going to give us the desires of our hearts. If we passionately seek his kingdom first and its righteousness, everything else is going to be supplied for us. So we just had to take those steps, whatever aspect of life that it is, whether it's your finances, your marriage, your job, like whatever it may be, you 
say, God, I trust you because you've said in your word that this, 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 but I'm also going to do my part. Mm -hmm. Do your best and let God do the rest. Mm -hmm. So you commit your ways to him and you do the best that you can, but then you're only human. There's only so much that you can do. God will take care of it all. Yeah, I just want to add to that too. Like, Also, don't overstep God. Oh, yes. Big time. Yeah, let's just add the end there real quick. Big time. Don't don't move ahead of God. Right. Pastor preached this message when he was talking about when God told Rebecca that you have two nations in your womb, the younger will serve the older and all. And then when the time came that Isaac wanted to bless Esau, Rebecca found her opportunity to be like, Jacob, go steal your... How can you use deception to get God's blessing? It don't work. Like how? It don't work. It don't work. You understand? So if God has given you that promise, wait. Mm-hmm. Like wait. Eventually it will come to pass. But like you said, she she overstepped. Right. She took the matters into her, into own, her hands. own hands. And I, I do that sometimes. No, oh, I'm sure no we kidding. all do it, but it's just good to remind ourselves God don't need our help. No. We need God. God don't need us. That's a fact. God created us, put us on the earth, gave us, you know, free will or whatever. But God don't need us. You know, he has available vessels. Like, that's one thing that I think about is like, okay, if God is sending me to do this or is God telling me to do that and I don't do it, he's going to find the next available person. Right. I am not that special. I'm not indispensable. Like, even as special as you are in the eyes of God, like, he can find somebody else. Absolutely. If you do not avail yourself, he can definitely find So You're absolutely right. It's a balance. It, it is a balance. a balance. You do the work, but you let him lead. Uh-huh. You do the work, you let him lead. God, let me. And, you know, I'm, I'm just now learning to commit everything to God, mm-hmm. including little things like where should I pass for work today I always thought it was very minuscule it's not important this is the route that I take but literally the day of the accident the spirit of God said turn right here I I kid you not turn right here and I was like it's the same thing I just went the hack the accident happened less than three minutes away from my house and I oh I I'll talk about it eventually but Something as little as the route or the route to work, you have to commit that to God. Mm-hmm. And I'm now learning that because I've seen the repercussions of not doing that, <laughs> you know? So it's not just the big things like my marriage, the money, mm-hmm. the children. No, it's even things. Everything. Yeah. What should I wear today? What should I wear today? What should I eat today? Because I tell you, if you're picking out an outfit for church, and it's not modest or it's not okay if it's ex- too exposing, God will tell you. Mm-hmm. Like you feel some conviction in your heart and you change. That's if you listen. Well. <laughs> That's if you listen. But God will tell you because God is concerned with the details of our life. Again, I just keep going back to the scripture. If he is so detailed to make the trees or to make the flowers, to make grass, if he's that detailed with inanimate objects even though they're living they're living but they don't have souls like we do Mm -hmm. how much more us yeah this is my mantra this will be my mantra for 2023 to live a carefree worry-free life i'm not going to succumb to anxiety anymore 
because God's got me. That's my dad. Yeah, that's my dad. That's my dad. Like, you're not telling me nothing else. I love that. My dad has got my back. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. like, if not him, who else? Right, right. Like, there's nobody as big, nobody that looms as large. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. As the recording is going on, we had to stop the recording for a second. So, like, you won't see that because we just continue. But Tony started singing a song with um, Jaira by Maverick City Music. The chorus says, Jaira, which means provider, you're enough. I will be content in every every circumstance. The good, the bad, the ugly, the peaceful, the hurtful. Every circumstance, I'll be content because my provider is enough. What more can we ask for? I have this, it's on my phone though, but this is in my bathroom, in my house. There's a, we have a wall decal. I have to go, I have to grab my phone real quick. Hold on. Pause. She'll be back in three, (laughs) two, one. Okay, she's back. Sorry. Yeah, so at home, so we have a decal up in the house. And honestly, I don't look at it a lot, but I was sitting in my living room when I was going to the whole, like, oh, just trust God, trust God, trust God. And I'm like, in the bathroom, there's something there. So I have this decal. And this is going back to uh, every circumstance, mm-hmm. I'll be content. So it says, happy moments, praise God. Mm-hmm. Difficult moments, seek God. Mm-hmm. Quiet moments, worship God. Mm-hmm. Painful moments, trust God. Mm-hmm. And every moment, thank God. Oh, wow. Please send that to me. We'll, okay. we'll, po- we'll post it on, on the Journey Instagram. Yeah, and I just thought it was so interesting that you said that because it's like, in every circumstance, in every like, circumstance, there's something you can do. Yeah, with God, with God. Whether it's you're praising Him, you're seeking Him, mm-hmm. worshiping Him, trusting Him, or thanking Him. Yeah, like God yeah. is so good. Like He is like big time. It's even too much to explain. Yeah, like you can't even explain it. No, it's kind of just like, wow, like God is God. Yeah, God is so real. Yeah, like, oh my goodness, like there's nothing. That will ever compare to the experience of God. Mm. You take everything from me, but God, mm. yeah, you're not taking that from me. Oh yeah, no sweat. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> like you're just not. Like, no, because oh, like oh, God's so good all the time. Like He's so good. If we say we're gonna sit here and talk about God's goodness, His faithfulness, I'll be here till next year. Yeah. <laughs> so we will end the show, but. We've talked about a lot, a little bit about our experiences. We found the solution to dealing with anxiety together. Mm-hmm. Us walking away from recording the show, the listeners walking away from listening or watching the show. What is one thing you want to leave on the table? Just God. Ditto. <laughs> and when I say trust God, I mean like don't be in and out. Don't mm. be lukewarm. Like trust god yeah like put everything commit everything god got it mm. like god got you god got you god got you god got me god got you <laughs> god got us yes okay amen i yeah she said it all i agree totally 100 percent, absolutely ditto i totally agree that was a good show yeah that was a great show and i think it went better than i expected because I thought we were just going to 
how to deal with anxiety and what is anxiety the, the disorder which it is it's a disorder as well like gab generalized anxiety disorder there's it's in the dsm-5 mm-hmm. so it i just want to put this out here like we're not self-diagnosing because mm-hmm. i feel like people get really like touchy yeah yeah so we're not self-diagnosing but i would say like we have experiences of feeling anxious mm-hmm. but i don't think we have an anxiety disorder right let's just let's just put that out yeah there. let's just absolutely it. which i feel like this can be a door to have that conversation mm-hmm. with dr ash if you're watching <laughs> you know because she deals with mental health patients it is something that we're not discrediting because it's a real thing mm-hmm. But again, like we said, I believe everybody has those feelings of anxiety, but how you deal with those feelings, what you say to combat those feelings, Mm -hmm. I think that's what we're talking about. Especially as children of God, we have an advantage. Our advantage is God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I appreciate you saying that as well. I think this opens the door to more conversations about dealing with mental health issues as believers. We've we've talked about abuse on the believer. Mm-hmm. We've talked about mental health on the show with Elder Sam. But I think this particular thing when it comes to anxiety, it's physical. Like, mm-hmm. even though, like, there's the thoughts and all. But you get physical reactions. Like I explained earlier, I sweat. Mm-hmm. My heart beats fast. The pit of my stomach feels like I'm on a roller coaster, like the up and down, that feeling, and then that dread, that feeling of dread, like something bad's about to happen, something bad's about to happen. It's like, I feel it here, I feel it there, like all the way. It's physical and it's debilitating because yes. you may be in a group setting and you can't function because of what you're feeling or you're alone and you're pretty much, you feel like about to die. So definitely opens the door to have that conversation and seek God's help when it comes to this, you know, this order. But I think just touching the surface of it, of dealing with anxiety as believers, as children of God, as students, as workers in corporate America, the health field. I think the first step to dealing with anxiety, like we said, is trusting God. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a great show. God bless you so much for opening up. God bless you for watching and listening. And more grace. More grace to deal with the issues of life with God's word. On that note, bye. (laughs) See you next week. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening and for watching today's episode. I know that you were blessed. And I know that whatever we talked about, you are going to take a part of it and walk along the journey of life with it. To stay connected with The Journey, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, The Journey underscore podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Journey Podcast with Karen Sion. Like our Facebook page, The Journey Podcast with Karen Sion. Make sure you send us a DM, send us a message, comment, so that we can stay connected and so that we can learn from you the way you are learning from us. Remember, the fastest runner doesn't always win the race. And the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry, and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. Those who are educated don't always lead successful lives, but it's all decided by God through times and through seasons. I love you all. God bless you all. Stay safe, stay blessed, and we'll see you on next week's episode of The Journey. Bye! This is called The Journey, yeah, yeah.